Hello and good morning. Welcome to today's podcast. I want to say thank you for listening in and a warm welcome to those of you who may be new out there who has just started following us. Whether you're listening to us via Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, Radio Public, just to name a few. We're, we are on so many different platforms and continuing to increase our reach. And so thank you for tuning in. I want to encourage you to hit the subscribe button so that you can be notified when a new podcast is released. Again, I'm your host, Pastor Rick, and you're listening to Fresh Bread from the Pastor's Pantry. We're going to go ahead and get started with our lesson here today. It comes to us from the book of John chapter 17 over in the Bible, where we find Jesus. He's praying. That's right. He's praying for you and I. He's praying for each of us. There is something that I find to be very interesting, though, of which he reveals in his prayer. Believe it or not, within his prayer, he mentions you living in freedom, fullness, and fruitfulness for all eternity. If you've been listening for a while, you know that that's the journey we are on for and have been on for quite some time. So we're going to go ahead and get to it. Turn over to the book of John, chapter 17 beginning with verse 1, going to read verses 1 through 5. Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven, and he said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son also may glorify you, as you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world ever was. And so here Jesus, he reveals that his desire is to give eternal life to as many as the Father has given him. I don't know about you, but I find that that verse strikes me a little strange for he says he desires to give eternal life to as many as the father has given him what does that actually mean does that mean some are appointed to eternal life and some are not does that mean that God only receives some and rejects all others this is a great question right I know For it does appear that this verse does suggest that the Father has given some to Jesus and not all. So it's easy to come to a conclusion, especially when you read a verse like Acts chapter 13, verse 48. Here's what it says. Now, when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. And as many as had been appointed to eternal life believed. Uh Uh-oh, here we go. Now we got a can of worms on our hands. Not really. You see, in Acts 13, verse 48, the word ordain or appointed means to arrange or set an order. So basically, God arranges things or set things in order in our lives so that we may be presented with a clear message of the gospel and of how we've been created for this eternal life with him. At a certain point, it's up to you and I as to how we will respond, whether to receive his offer or to reject it. Let's go back at that first part of that verse 2 in John 17. It says that Jesus 
has authority over all flesh. Sounds a bit like Matthew 28 verse 18, which says that all power and authority has been given unto me. That's what Jesus said to his disciples. The next verse, verse 18 in Matthew 28, tells the disciples to go and make disciples of all nations. So here's what we need to know at this point. God loves all people. God loves you. And he loves everyone so much that he has gone out of his way to arrange things in your life and mine in such a way that we may choose to receive this gift of eternal life that begins to give on this side of heaven and spills over into eternity. Remember, Jesus' desire is to give you and I, that is, as many as the Father has given him authority over He wants to give eternal life. And how many has the Father given him authority over? That's right, all flesh. Now, in order for us to truly appreciate Jesus' gift of eternal life, I feel we need to look at both words a little closer. The word eternal and the word life. You probably guessed the proper understanding of the word eternal. In the Greek, it is the word aonias which means without beginning and without end, never ceases, has no limit. It's getting clearer now, right? A life without end, imagine that. A life without limits or a life that is unshackled is a life of freedom. This is the Lord's will and desire for us, being free and unchained from sin, from addictions, self-condemning attitudes and thoughts, bad habits, and being free from the hooks of Satan. Now let's look at the word life. In the Greek, it is the word zoe. It carries the meaning of absolute fullness, real genuine life that's blessed in every proportion, both spiritually and naturally, heavenly and earthly. That sounds good all by itself, but wait, it gets even better. Zoe comes from the root word zao, and zao means to be alive, not lifeless. It means a state of enjoying real life, a life that's active, blessed, and endless in God's kingdom. Now, what does that kind of life look like? It looks just like living water. Living water is flowing, gushing, it's fresh, It's full of and at the same time produces enormous amounts of energy having vital power in itself. For example, the Colorado River. It is a vital freshwater resource supplying electrical energy for approximately 30 million people from the southwestern United States all the way to Mexico. Now here's what all that means for us today. This is that fullness and fruitfulness that God has in store for us, that Zoe and Zao. This is the kind of life we are to live, not as our circumstances dictate, but it's Christ's desire for us and it's up to us to choose it. My question is, now that you know this is the Lord's will for you, why would you settle and succumb to mediocrity just because of your situation? Don't let your situation or your circumstances 
dictate how you live and how you maneuver and perform in this life. I understand the realities of life are right in front of us. I know that. The pain is real. The problems in our world are serious and many of life's issues are irreparable. However, it's not impossible for you to experience real joy and excitement for life despite dejecting conditions or a bad health report. I can hear the questions already. But how? How can you say enjoy life? How can you say be excited about living, thrive, grow, and keep pursuing the best out of life? How can you say all of this when I don't have this? I don't have the resources. I don't have the money. I don't have the health. I don't have a silver spoon. How can you say be excited about thriving and pursuing the best out of life when the world itself is crumbling around me? Hmm. Here's what Jesus says. And he said to them, take heed and beware of covetousness for one's life does not consist in the abundance of things he possesses. That's in Luke chapter 12. Here's what I want to say to you. Never let your happiness and drive for living and enjoying life be dependent upon achieving or accumulating high marks, material possessions, or money, money, money. The Bible warns us, it says, hell and destruction are never full, so the eyes of man are never satisfied. The bottom line is this, you having true zoe, zao, freedom, fullness, and fruitfulness will not be found in the amount in the accumulation or the abundance of things, toys, and monetary treasures. Jesus says, remember, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. You and I will live in freedom, fullness, and fruitfulness to the degree of us choosing to live in intimacy, in a relationship with Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless you today. Thank you for listening. And until we meet again on the other side of this podcast, God bless you. God's peace be upon you. Amen.